Coming up on Locked on Rams, Sean McVay is letting Kyle Shanahan live rent-free in his head. Say what now? You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks so much for checking out Locked on Rams. My name is Travis Rogers, your new Locked on Rams host, your original Locked on Rams host. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you tell all of your football friends where you can find Locked on Rams and the entire Locked on Podcast Network. We've got all of your Los Angeles Rams news right here. I do the Rams pre, half, and post-game show on ESPN LA 710. I've been doing that since the Rams came back from St. Louis to their rightful home here in Los Angeles. Make sure that you subscribe. You can find us on all of your platforms. We are always free and available wherever you find your pods. And check out our Locked on Rams YouTube channel as well always a great place to talk about our favorite team okay so let's get right into this right that the question was asked of Sean McVay at his press conference earlier this week is Sean is Kyle Shanahan in your head (laughs) I mean let, let let me just ask you this I understand that there's always that guy right there's always that guy that maybe has your number maybe is the guy that you you know can't beat at horse or you out on the golf course or he always makes the putt to beat you or you miss the putt to lose to that guy that you maybe it's your older brother your dad whoever it is somebody that's got your number i get it that guy exists right everybody has that guy i don't know if this is one of those situations i really don't know if Sean McVay is that guy that feels like i can't beat this guy have, have as long as the Rams have been coached by Sean McVay, have you ever, for even one single second, felt like Sean McVay was lacking confidence or didn't have a solution to the problem or didn't understand exactly what it is that he wanted to get done at any given point on a football field? I haven't. You need to look at the six games that they've played against each other. And I get it. It's 0-6. 6 is 0-6 is 0-6. And there's no way in spinning that. I understand. Except for there is a way to spin it. And the way to spin it is not all of those games have been terribly important to the Rams. We've seen Sean McVay against the 49ers in his career not play some guys at the end of seasons that ultimately ended up in some losses that didn't affect the Rams. We saw what happened a week ago, or I should say at the the end of the regular season a few weeks ago in week 18. They had cracked that code. I don't think Sean McVay is sitting up in the middle of the night at the Malibu Draft House or wherever it is that Sean McVay hangs his head at the end of the night, but it's pretty nice. Whatever it is, I bet it's tastefully decorated and um, uh, subtly appointed or however you want to say those things. I bet it's nice. Sean McVay looks like he knows how to put a house together or knows how to put a football team together. I get a sense there's not a lot of sloppiness in Sean McVay's house. But wherever that place may be, I don't think that he's at night in his office at home thinking, oh, man, Kyle Shanahan, I don't know, man. What am I going to do about this guy? He's in my head. How do I beat Kyle Shanahan? I don't think it's that at all. I think it is, we need to make one more play. We need to find a way to get Debo Samuel to be something other than a superhuman player. We need to find a way to get Aaron Donald this much more involved. We need to find a way to get Matthew Stafford an extra half a second. We need to find a way to get Cooper Cup open. We need to find a way to get Odell Beckham fully involved in what it is that we're doing offensively. This is not an in-your-head situation. 
This is not a we can't beat them. It's a we haven't beat them. There's a huge difference between those two things. There's, And here's the good news. Usually when you find yourselves in these situations, it only takes one moment. And, you know, we we almost had it against the Niners in Week 18 where it was this close to the tipping point, right? The tipping point being get another score before the half or don't let San Francisco get that cheap field goal at the end of the half. And all of a sudden, a 17 to nothing half becomes a 24 to nothing early part of the third quarter or a, or a 17 to three early part of the third quarter as opposed to a 17 to 10 early part of the third quarter. Little tiny differences like that. That's the difference. This isn't a psychological problem. This is a football problem. If this were somebody that had been in this league for a while and had always been in this position, right? Somebody uh, that we've seen bounce from team to team, maybe gets a head coaching shot here, gets a head coaching shot there, goes and be's a coordinator for a couple of years, goes back and becomes a quarterback coach, and then finally gets another chance to be a head coach. And he constantly runs into a situation that he can't navigate his way through. That's a mental block. That That's something that makes you think, hey, maybe this guy's not built for this. That's not Sean McVay. And I get it. I, I'm president of the in the tank for Sean McVay club. Sean McVay is as good of an NFL coach as I've seen in this league in the last five or six years coming into the league. I mean, there's Bill Belichick, there's Andy Reid, there's Pete Carroll. There are great coaches in this league, Mike Tomlin for sure. There are guys that have been, he's one of those guys. He hasn't been around long enough to put together a resume like a lot of those guys, but he's absolutely one of those guys. This isn't he spits the bit in every big game he plays. Usually what happens is it's a little bit better the next time through. Maybe it's not the very next season, but the next time after that, it's better. Think about the career path that he's been on since he came to L.A. He took over a team that was terrible. Not just, eh, it was bad. It was 4-12, and 12 and they probably didn't deserve to win four games the year with Case Keenum and Jared Goff. Jared Goff was 0-7 as a starter his rookie season with Jeff Fisher as the head coach. He takes that team with a couple of tweaks along the way. I get it. He takes that team and turns them into a team that wins the division and goes to the playoffs. And if not for Farrell Cooper having the ball bounce off his feet a couple of times on special teams plays, who knows how that turns in. But the Rams lose to the Falcons, and they're out. What happens the year after that? They come back and they go to the Super Bowl. What happens there? They run into the greatest NFL coach of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time, and Tom Brady, and they lose in the Super Bowl in a game, by the way, that they had a chance to win late into the fourth quarter. They didn't play well, but they were there in his second season. A little bit of a backslide the year after that. And this, I think, is one of those things that doesn't get nearly enough run. The backslide for the Rams was 9-7. and seven. Nine and seven, they won more games than they lost. Under the current format, they would have been into the playoffs again. This was still one where there was just six teams from each conference. Nine and seven is the backslide. The next year, they go to the playoffs again. They win a road playoff game up in Seattle with a quarterback in Jared Goff who has pins in his thumb. They go to Green Bay and they put up a decent show. And they say, this isn't good enough. And then they come back the next year, and here we are all over again, NFC Championship game, further than they went the year before. A little bit of a different team because of the quarterback. But Sean McVay keeps getting better. If he goes back to the Super Bowl, whether it's against Kansas City, whether it's against Cincinnati and in one of his former pupils in, in the head coach of the Browns, or excuse me, the, the Bengals, he's ready for this. This is not a guy that's that's a mental midget. This is not a guy that's letting people look across. Do you think he's looking across the locker room or the, I should say the field and saying, uh-oh, that's Kyle Shanahan over there. I got no answer for that. Not a chance. 
Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach. If he were losing games to Urban Meyer over and over again, which, you know, thankfully that's never going to be the case because Urban Meyer's going to go tell lies in college football pretty soon. But if that were the, that, that's different. If he were getting turned inside out by some of the guys in this league that have no business being head coaches, that's different. Kyle Shanahan is a good head coach with a good football team that they've lost to him a couple of times along the way is not the end of the world. It's certainly not, is he in your head? I absolutely love what Sean McVay is going to bring to this game coming up on Sunday. All right, here's what we're going to do next. We're going to talk about how the Rams deal with Debo Samuel, like I said a minute ago. How do you go ahead and find a way to stop a guy that has been terrorizing you, not just this season, but for the last few seasons along the way? That's coming up in just a bit. But first, let me tell you about Get Upside, Rams fans. It is an amazing app for anybody who buys gas. That's pretty much all of us, right? Get Upside. Get out your phone, Google Play Store, App Store, whatever it is, and download the free GetUpside app, and you're going to start getting cash back on every gallon of gas that you buy every single time that you fill up. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Gas is so expensive as it is. Get some cash back using GetUpside. Download that app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. And some people like us here in Los Angeles who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year cash back, and there is absolutely no catch. The cash gets put right back into your account. You can cash out anytime. You can put it in your bank account, PayPal, e-gift cards, Amazon, however you want to do it. But you got to get the app. Get Upside. When you're filling up, you can get up to 25 cents per gallon back cash back. But you got to use that promo code touchdown on the get upside app and you know what we're doing right the football season we're getting shorter and shorter but that means that there might be a little less football being played but there are way more things to bet on this playoff season right you got scores you've got totals you've got player performance you've got all sorts of props like how about this one who's the next coach that's going to get canned i always like that one that's a fun one bet online is the number one spot for all things nfl betting in 2022 and with the new year a new updated desktop and mobile website Here's how you do it. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. And it's not just football. We're getting towards the end of football. Bet online's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, best in the business. Their coverage, you're not going to find it anywhere else. Sports, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online line where the game starts thanks again for making locked on rams your first listen every single day my name is travis rogers you can find me on twitter with my name at travis rogers r-o-d-g-e-r-s and it is super week brought to you by get upside and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the locked on nfl podcast locked on nfl will be in la all week right here with me covering the big game all right so the big question how do you deal with debo samuel i want to give you some numbers here because they're upsetting if, if, if you're a rams fan you're not going to like this in the six games that they've lost against the rams this is how it's gone for Debo against the Rams. It started relatively quietly. Let's go back to 2019, right? Debo Samuel had three catches for just 18 yards in game number one. Just four catches for 31 yards in game number two, okay? In game number one, one rush, one yard. Not a factor on the ground. Next game, 
uh-oh, they may have found something out here. Three rushes for 28 yards and a touchdown. Okay, so that's the 2019 season for Debo Samuel. Let's go to last year, 2020. Game number one, six catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Uh-oh, just one rush. They still weren't using him as a running back at that point nearly as much as they have this season. The second game, way back in 2020, 11 catches for 133 yards. You see in a pattern here, this is the guy that has been beating them over and over and over again. This is the guy that they need to stop. And then this year, he took it to a whole nother level. This is what Debo did against the Rams this season. In week nine, he caught the ball five times for 97 yards and a touchdown. That's a day. Five yards, 97 yards, and a touchdown is a day. You know what else he did? He also rushed five times for 36 yards and another touchdown. That is an incredible day. That was in week nine. When they played each other in week 18, how about this? Four rushes for 95 yards. Okay, or excuse me, four receptions for 95 yards. Four receptions, 95 yards. He rushed the ball eight times for 45 yards and a touchdown. And oh yeah, just to make it really ridiculous, he threw a touchdown pass, right? He threw a touchdown pass to Jawan Jennings. So you got to throw that TD in there as well. All right, this season, he was the guy that absolutely beat the Rams up. Not just in the first game where Matthew Stafford was throwing the ball to the wrong team, but certainly in week 18 when they came out, they didn't have an answer for him. They didn't have an answer for him in Dallas. They didn't have an answer for him in uh, Green Bay. He was the one that made those big plays down the stretch that allowed them to kick those handful of field goals they had, which was the difference in the game, other than, obviously, the block punt. Here's the, here, here's the bottom line. Since they've been playing against the Rams with Debo Samuel, 51 touches for 544 yards, and he's accounted for six touchdowns through the air, on the ground, and catching him. That's a problem. I'm not saying that you need to go into a situation and absolutely lock Debo Samuels up where he has one catch for six yards and no touchdowns, or he rushes the ball five times for 12 yards and no touchdowns. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he can't do this. I'm saying he can't have 97 yards on the ground, 95 yards on the ground in those two games. He can't have 36, or through the air, I should say, 36 yards on the ground, 45 yards through the ground in game number two, and, and account for four different touchdowns. You're going to have to make somebody else do this. Let's go back a few years ago, a little bit pre-Debo Samuel, right? A little bit, the crossover in the early part of Debo's year. George Kittle was the guy, right? Rams fans remember this. George Kittle was the player that the Rams didn't have an answer for. And they said, oh, 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 okay, he's killing us. Let's go to Jalen Ramsey. Let's put Jalen Ramsey in the slot. Let's put Jalen Ramsey on George Kittle. And it worked. I'm not saying that George Kittle didn't do some work against the Rams, but it wasn't like he was where he was just stacking a big game after big game after big game. They neutralized that to a certain degree. They got to find somebody that can do that with Debo. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that Jalen Ramsey goes over there because then all of a sudden that sets up Kittle. But this goes down to Raheem Morris finding a way to slow that dude down. They do not have an answer for what he's doing right now. We've talked about Jimmy G. We can talk about how the Rams, uh, or I should say the 49ers, are in this situation despite the fact that their quarterback has been mediocre at best. He's mediocre in every single way except for one. He keeps winning games. Do you know what his record is in playoff games in his career as a starting quarterback? Four and one. You know the one loss? It was in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, which, by the way, if he doesn't miss on that one pass, they probably win that one too. So I get it. I, I, I am president of the I don't get Jimmy G fan club. 
I, I don't get it. I remember watching it in week 18, watching him do what he did, where he threw a couple interceptions and all of a sudden it's 17 to nothing Rams. And I'm thinking, well, they're right there. That's why Trey Lance is a Niner. This is good news. They're, they're going through a quarterback transition. This kind of clears the decks in the NFC West a little bit better. And then here comes Jimmy G doing what he does. I don't get it, but it works. Let's see him do it again. Let's see him do it again. I, you know what? This is one of these deals. You're going to have to prove it to me. You might beat me. You might, you might roll in a 30-footer to beat me on the last hole. You might make a half-court shot to beat me in the last couple of seconds. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need to see it again. I get it. He, he just did it, right? He just went through. The Rams gave them the ball back. They punted. I get it. I think Sean McVay will be far more aggressive. I spoke with uh, Torrey Holt on my radio show the other day, and that was his key to the game. What he said was Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford need to be more aggressive. When they get a chance to close that game up, that's how they need to do it. They need to go for it with the offense. That, that's fine. I, I believe that they will learn from their mistakes last time and go from there. But I get it, right? If you're telling me Jimmy G's got to go 85 yards with a minute and change and no timeouts, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I'll do that. It's not Tom Brady. It's not Aaron Rodgers. That's not Russell Wilson. That's not Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or any of these guys. It's Jimmy G. Jimmy G hasn't thrown for 200 yards in any of his playoff wins. Make him do it. Get Debo to be regular or as regular as a guy that's that good can be. Don't let him go wild on you the way he has the last couple of times. Make Jimmy G go wild on you. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can do it without turning the ball over a handful of times. I think that's the advantage that the Rams have to really make sure that Debo Samuel is not the guy and really make sure that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be that guy because I don't think he can do it two times in a row. It just does not seem like Kyle Shanahan thinks that he can do it. It just isn't going to be the Jimmy Garoppolo show, and the Rams need to try to make it one and not the Debo Samuel show. All right, the one thing that the Niners think that they need to do to win this game, that is coming up next. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar, right? Built Bar is what you need to do to feel a little bit better about yourself. It's the new year. Maybe you're doing the thing that a lot of us do. You're trying to eat a little bit healthier. You're trying to make better choices. There's no better way to do it than by putting Built Bar into your routine. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, right? It's easy to stick to making good choices when the good choices taste good, right? It tastes so good you're going to want to eat it, not that you're going to eat it. It doesn't feel like you're eating a stick of chalk or surfboard wax or any of those sorts of things. It tastes good. You're going to like it. You want to eat healthy. Gets hard sometimes. Put the built bars where you have all of your uh, little treats, all of the little things that you don't tell everybody about. Not that I know anything about that, but hey, look, put the built bars in your desk, put them in the kitchen, put them in your car, put them at work. So you have one of those things. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, all sorts of great flavors. You know how they do it, right? Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies, and cream, all these mint brownie. Check out built.com to see what's new. This is what you do when you get there. You go to built com you use the promo code locked 15 and you will get 15 percent off your order use that promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com okay so x factors right the one thing that my team needs to do that your team needs to do well it's the nfc championship game let's go to our pal at locked on 49ers eric crocker for what he thinks the niners need to do to win this game What's good, everybody? It's your boy, former NFL and AFL defensive back Eric Crocker, and I am one half of the Locked On 49ers crew here to give you your 49ers main key 
to victory as they travel to Levi South and take on the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game. All right, I think this this game it begins and ends with the play of Jimmy Garoppolo. And if I had to give just one main key victory here, it's Jimmy G. Don't turn the ball over, and if you do, just limit it. So right now, 49ers, the way I see it, Jimmy G. One turnover. That's all we're giving you. Just one. Anything more than that, it'd be trouble for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so that's gonna do it, man. I hope you guys appreciate that. Make sure you guys. Listen to our show as well, Locked On 49ers, the best show on the Locked On Network podcast. Let's go, 49ers, win this game this Sunday. Yep, pretty much. I, I think that, that if, if the Niners can get through that game with just one turnover, they're feeling pretty good about it. If the Rams can get through the game with one turnover, I think that they're feeling pretty good about it. The Rams, did. I, I need to say this again. I, I've spent the better part of a week saying this because it still doesn't add up in my own head. The Rams won a playoff game on the road against Tom Brady, and the Rams turned it over four times. You, that is, to say it's one in a million doesn't even begin to cover it. It's it's something much greater than that. It's one in a I can't believe it just happened number, right? That will not happen again. The Rams have to find a way to control this game, to make it about the way that they want to play. Think about when the 49ers have had their success, what happens for them, right? They're thinking, we don't want to turn it over. You just heard Croc right there say, they don't want to turn it over. Don't do it, Jimmy G. Just leave it Leave it to one. Well, what's the best way for them to do that? Run it. Don't let them. Don't let them control the clock. One of the reasons that the Rams got steamrolled the way that they do, did in the first game of the season when they lost 31-10 to 10, it's not just that Matthew Stafford threw a bunch of interceptions, which he did. It's not a, that's not a good recipe. But again, one of those was a weird tip ball that Higby threw. The bigger reason was they never had possession. They never had the ball. They never had an opportunity to go in and do what the Rams do, which is score, drive, go through it. They were chasing points before anybody had, had their first beer. Before anybody had had an opportunity to turn to their buddies and say, hey, you want to get nachos? You want to get hot dogs? It was 14 to nothing. Control the clock. Don't let them run it. Make Jimmy G pass it. Make them one-dimensional in the other dimension. That's very good news for the Rams. The other thing that the Rams really need to do, I think, going into this one, something that they did not do against Tampa, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about with Sean McVay, who's a pretty quick study, who understands how to do these things very, very quickly in the events that they don't go well the first time. Let's use both of those backs. I get it. Cam Akers is your guy. Cam Akers was your guy at the end of last season. He's really good. I like Cam Akers as a football player. He's very, very good. So Sony Michelle. The Rams are probably not where they are right now if Sonny Michelle doesn't have the season he has. I know that Cooper Cup's an MVP candidate. Aaron Donald's a Hall of Famer. Jalen Ramsey's the best at his position. You went and got Odo Beckham. You went and got Von Miller. All of these different things. Sonny Michelle was the guy that kind of got you through that really rocky part after November. They just started giving him the ball, and he was better and better and better. Daryl Henderson got hurt again, unfortunately. He's unavailable. Michelle became your guy. We saw it in the game against Arizona where they kind of split time with Michelle and Akers together. Let's do some more of that. I'd like to see both of those guys because Cam Akers in the game against Tampa was – put the two fumbles aside, as difficult as that is to do. He wasn't very good. He was just kind of a guy out there. He was not that guy. Okay, so let's use both of those back. Another X factor – Think about the fumbles that they had. Four fumbles last week. Three of them were the result of what? 
They were the result of trying to get that extra yard, trying to get one extra foot, inch, pick it up this, that, or the next thing. No. Unless it is a first down that's going to end the game, unless it is a touchdown that's going to win the game, get on the ground, right? What are we talking about? This is minor stuff. It's little teeny tiny things that are going to decide the difference from this game. I do not think that this game ends with one team running over another team. I really don't see it like that. I think it's going to be incredibly close, and it's going to come down to whoever makes one fewer mistake than the other guy. If you got three guys holding you up, let's get down on the ground. If it's second and 10 and you've picked up seven yards, let's just live with seven yards. We don't got, we don't have to get eight, okay? Because that one extra yard doesn't really change the next play call, and it might change the next possession because the ball may come out of your hands. We saw it three times. That, I think, is a big deal as well. Let's just be really smart about these things. The Rams, lastly, they need to control the clock. They need to make sure that they get possessions, that they get to play the game, that they want to do it. And what I'm talking about is let's make sure that Johnny Hecker has another big game. Let's make sure that Matt Gay continues to be lights out. And look, all right, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little worried. Worried's too strong. I don't want to go worried. I want to go, you have my attention. Short on a 47-yard field goal on a guy that really hasn't missed one all year long? Really? Okay. I, we're just going to pretend, yeah, no, he's fine. Okay, cool. You sure? Because uh, I'm curious. It's a good snap. It's a good hold. The ball gets kicked, and we're all getting, okay, cool. That's three scores. Everything's wait a second. That's short, huh? Let's make sure that uh, he's ready to go. I want to go back to Hecker for a second because he's been absolutely fantastic for them uh, over the last couple of playoff games. So he needs to be his best self all over again. Turn the Niners over. Don't turn it over. Don't let them run the ball. You use both of your guys. Control field position. Look, You know whose name we haven't even said in this entire podcast? And, and think about this. We haven't said Matthew Stafford's name yet in this entire podcast because I don't think it's an X factor anymore. I think what Matthew Stafford is doing with this team is pretty consistent. And and you you look at it. I get it. He had a little bit of a hiccup against the Niners the last time, but it really wasn't like the previous month of November. It wasn't like what he did in Minnesota. It wasn't like what he did in Baltimore. He was pretty darn clean and has been for the better part of a couple of months. I think we've entered that point where he's just that guy. He's going to give you exactly what you need. He may make a mistake here or there, but he's also going to make way more plays than he makes mistakes. That's the exciting part of where you've gotten with Matthew Stafford right now. There's no more, well, what this, that, I don't know what you're going to get. This is why they made the trade. He's not an X factor. He's the guy. He goes out there. He's going to play well. If he doesn't, well, we'll have something to talk about on Monday for sure. But I expect him to be absolutely fantastic. It's all those little things. It's not going to be the big thing. It's not going to be Aaron Donald. It's not going to be Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup. It's going to be the little thing. The the guy that put it on the ground. Maybe it's a Niner. Maybe it's a Ram. The guy that missed the kick. I don't know how many kicks Robbie Gold's going to miss. That guy hasn't missed a kick since I think I was in the eighth grade. That's been a, that was in the eighties. So we'll see whether or not that happens again. It's going to come down to the little things, and it should be absolutely fantastic. All right, let me thank you again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. You can find us on all platforms. We are free and available. And don't forget to check out our Locked on Rams YouTube channel as well. Coming up on Monday, we're going to have everything NFC Championship for you. Are the Rams going to Super Bowl 56? Are the Rams trying to figure out what to do next and watching two other teams, including the San Francisco 49ers, play the Super Bowl in their home stadium? 
We're the first listen, your second your second listen. Make sure that it's locked on bets. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Until next time, whose house? Rams house. Locked on Rams house.